Hjertelig velkommen til et nytt program her på Israel-kanalen. I dag så er jeg så heldig å ha med meg Dr. Jigal Ben Shalom. Han leder en av de organisasjonene vi støtter i Israel. Hjertelig velkommen til det program, Jigal. Jeg er president av den jemenite community i Israel, som er den mest ansiennige community siden 620 før so what what happened at that time when when you established that community in in Yemen? Yeah, what happened is that when Jeremiah, the prophet, told the Jerusalem, Judea, and Benjamin and the Levi tribes that because of their sins, Nebuchadnezzar will come and destroy Jerusalem. They believed Jeremiah, so they didn't uh, uh, wait until the destruction. So before the first temple destruction, which happened at 586 BC, they left Jerusalem and went all the way, all the way down to south of Arabia. And then they started the Jewish life. And uh, that was those days, there were pagans, all of them, that were before Muslims. Yeah. And, uh, uh, they uh, went there, and our tradi tradition says that even before that there were merchants of uh, Sheba Queen with the Shlomo. So there were some merchants that were already there because they stayed there. So what happened, they kept the Torah, they kept the Bible, they kept everything, and they convinced uh, part of the pagans to convert into Judaism. So at uh, 200, uh, AC, uh, there were a Jewish kingdom in Yemen for wow. 300 years. Yeah, there okay. was a king in Yemen. That and I didn't uh, know I, about, actually. I know, I know. Uh, when everything, every, every time that you come, I have to uh, tell you something that you don't know yeah. about <laughs> our history. So we have a research institution. So what happened in this, uh, in this uh, kingdom uh, we have evidence for that. How do we know? Because part of the uh, nobles, part of the princes in this kingdom wanted themselves to be buried in Israel. So we have in Israel, in Becharim, in the north, these are the caves, and we have their uh, addresses that say that here is buried one of the uh, leaders of the Yemenite Jewish in Chemyar. Chemyar was the name of Yemen. And we have their, uh, their, uh, uh, they are buried here, okay, yeah. so we know. Then uh, uh, the Muslim came at the 7th century and they oppressed and depressed the Judeans. They told them, either you convert into Muslim or we'll kill you. So they became a second degree uh, citizen, Dima, yeah. we Dima, call yes, Dima. Yes. you know yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, in spite of all this, they were have uh, developed a rich culture uh, and a rich uh, habits according to the Bible. Mm. So the reason that we are the tribe, we are the community that are the most uh, authentic community from the Bible because the Yemenite community, the Jewish Yemenite community were isolated from the rest of the world. So all they knew, they knew what have written in the Bible. So uh, our community read in the Bible in different way of our 
brothers from Ashkenazi or Sephardis, because our pronunciation is like in the Bible, like the Leviticus in the, in the, in the temple. So there are connections between the, the, the sagas, the, the wisdom people in Babel and in Yemen. And the, the, the people of Yemen contributed money to the Babel. Then came the Maimonides. Maimonides adored and thought that the Yemenite Jewish are the most authentic Yemenite, and they are very, very uh, scholar and know the Talmud and, the, and they know everything about the Bible. So at uh, the 12th century and the 13th century, he wrote uh, letters to the Jewish of Yemen and he uh, told them how much he adored them, how much he admired their way of living and encouraged them to keep their manners because mm. they became some, uh, some people who told them that they, it's the time to leave Yemen, to go to the Holy Land, and they, it was a false, of course. So the community they continued to enhance in Yemen and to keep the tradition. Then what happened in the 17th century, there was uh, the king of Yemen, Imam, asked them either to convert into Muslim or to kill them all. And there was a great, great uh, leader. It's called Rabbi Shalom Shabazi. Shabazi was a great leader and also a great uh, poet. He wrote 900 songs about Israel, about uh, uh, God, about uh, the, the uh, oppression. And he convinced, and also the Muslim admired him because he was like uh, uh, a, a... Strong uh, leader. Right, top yeah. leader. Yeah. So, he told the Imam, you shouldn't kill the Jews because something happened to you if you do that. So they exiled them. They went to a desert and all the Jews, they mixed, they took uh, Jewish people from, from uh, the, the capital, like Sana'a, and put them in the desert. And other Jewish from Damar, from other country, uh, countryside, and put them in the desert. And 50% of the Jewish people passed away in wow. this exile. 50%. And also they burned the Torah, they burned the books, they burned the manuscripts of them. Then after one and a half year, the head of the tribes told the Imam, the king, we need the Jewish come back because they were the professionals. They were the silversmith, they were the uh, people who make their uh, weapons, they were uh, uh, the farmers, whatever, they needed them. Mm -hmm. So they came back. And, but not the two same places, the, the original places. They were burned their synagogues, they were burned their houses, and they started to build again the community. Then, at uh, the 19th century, 1881, 1882, it's 140 years exactly this year, they, all the time they thought about Israel, they knew that they want to go to Zion, they didn't buy houses, whatever. They knew that they will come back to Israel someday. And then in 1881, they have heard about uh, some new king of Judaism, Rothschild. Rothschild? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That he buys lands in Israel and you can come and they build your houses. And they, it was 140 years, years ago. And hundreds of people, hundreds of Jewish from Yemen, left their houses, left everything, and walked by, we, by, by, their, uh, by their feet yeah. all the way down, weeks after weeks and months after what, down to Aden. Aden was the, air, the, the, it was the port uh, that from there they could 
come by ship to uh, Israel. So they came here and started to, uh, they wanted to go to Jerusalem. But in Jerusalem, there were a minority of uh, Jewish people and majority of Muslim people. So the minority of the Jewish people were uh, divided into people who came from Europe, Ashkenazi, and people who came from Spain, Sephardi. And they, they, they lived according to contribution donations from the exile, from the diaspora. And they didn't want to give the money to the new coming Jewish people. And they were weary, you know, they were with the, with the Peas, they were with the bear, they have uh, they were a little bit uh, uh, brown hair, skin. They say, you are not part of us. So the Jewish from Yemen went and lived in caves around Jerusalem. Wow. You know, caves, it's, it, it's in, a, a, in a village called Silwan. Silwan is near Jerusalem. Yeah. They lived in caves there. Down there, Down the Kidron Kid you know, Valley and in Silwan. In the valley. Yeah. And they, they started to make their living there. Mm -hmm. In case because they couldn't live in Jerusalem, and they, until uh, there were uh, riots of mm. uh, the Arabs, and they killed, you know, in 1929 and 1936 during the mandate during the British, where the regime was here, mm. and they let the, the Arabs kill the Jews. So they killed some of the Jews in the this Ilwan, and they left the village and came back to Jerusalem. So, so at that time, the, f the first wave with the Gemnath Jew mm -hmm. Jews that came from Yemen back to Israel started in the 1880s. Yeah. And then, but the, the, then they were you know, pressed down by the other Jewish brothers? To my sorrow, because uh, 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 it's a shame to say yeah. so, but uh, they brought the Jewish uh, from Yemen uh, for a purpose, they say, that the Arab were working here for the farmers who came from Europe, Jewish farmers, the Arabs were the worker, employed. And they say, if they will bring the Jewish from Yemen, they can replace the Arabs for the black work, you know? Wow. That's what they thought. And uh, that was the start. So they suffered also here, yeah. and they didn't give them land. But the Yemenites, the Jewish from Yemen, they were strong soul, the strong belief. They say, we come to Israel, this is our land, our land. So they came here, they suffered here, they uh, suffered from, uh, from malaria. Uh, many uh, uh, were passed away because of that. And then they started to build their own communities, their own communities. And, they built, and then the chief rabbi of Israel, Rabbi Cook, he asked them a question about Bible about Talmud and say that they are very, very uh, clever and they know everything and they are very scholarly and keep all the mitzvot, all the commandments, whatever. And say, so he wrote a letter to everybody. Well, these are our brothers. They know more than us. Yeah. Better one Jew from Yemen than secular uh, pioneer from, from Europe. So then they started to make the community and uh, to be recognized by the other Jewish in, in, in Israel. So all of the Jewish of Yemen came, most of them came on 1949, 1950. They came on the eagle's wing. They say, 
You know, they didn't know what, what is a plane. Yeah. They didn't know. So when they saw the plane in Aden, you know, they, they came from all over the mountains of Yemen. You know, thousands of uh, people with men, women, children, with nothing on themselves. And I could say that when they saw the, uh, uh, the, the, the plans, they said, okay, this is what is written in the Bible. Uh, I will bring you on the eagle wings yeah. to, to Israel. They said, okay, that's what Isaiah said, that was in, in the Torah. To tell the truth, they brought with them many manuscripts and jewelers, you know, they are jewelers. And also the, the, uh, the pilots and also the uh, waitress, the, the air waitress, told them that it's too heavy to care on the, on the plane. <laughs> so they must took it away oh. and put it down. And they believed them. So they left their jewelers and, and manuscripts there. We don't know where it is. Now, after many years, we found this manuscript in many museums and, and archives all over the world because they were sold by the other uh, people. So they suffered. But when they uh, came to Israel, 60,000 of them came to Israel. They left the 3,000 left in uh, Yemen. They came to Israel and they decided at uh, uh, the first uh, uh, years of 1950, they decided to, to survive. They put them, you know, there were more than a million and a half so they put them in tents, you know, yeah. in the winter, in the snow, tents. And uh, uh, I'm sorry to say that uh, around 2,000 uh, children of, uh, of our families disappeared because they took them, like, to the hospital. They say, well, uh, uh, they need uh, the hospitalized, they need cure, they are very weak, they are, very, uh, they are starving, and then they disappeared because... They, they gave them to some families to be adopted by them. What they so, say... So they stole the kids from their original parents and right. gave it away? Yeah. Well, I, I tell you why. Because they say you have many children, you know, you have six, seven, eight children. Mm -hmm. But there are families who are a Holocaust survivor without children. So they, uh, they gave it to them. And the, the, the parents did know. Until now, we don't know what happened to these children. This is also a tragedy of, uh, of our uh, community, but we are very strong, so we continue. So, we but, but this conflict that you had, how have, how have you solved this? Because if you are living together and you have a kind of a dark history, history behind you, how can you reconcile with exactly. so the situation? This we have to, uh, to thank my, my, my late father. My late father, Ovadia Ben Shalom, he came from Yemen when he was seven years old, 1930, and he was integrated in Israel. Then he came into an insight, he understand that he must be the bridge between the Yemenite community and the other communities of uh, Israel, and he did it by his own way, and I continue his way. He passed away 17 years ago. I was director general of the whole social security of Israel. And I also was integrated and grew up in, in this country. And I have my PhD, so, so I grew in. So he has decided to establish this association, for Association for Society and Culture in Israel. He named it Society for Culture in Israel, not Yemenite society. He said, we are a society of all Jews in, in, in this country. And uh, our, our mission is to show the culture 
of the, our community. So all of a sudden, all the other Jews in Israel, European and Sephardi, thought that we will have poets and we will have a, a, a history and we have had a lot of uh, uh, preparators of, of, the, of, the, of the Bible, of Talmud. We were creators, we were great rabbis in Yemen. And our mission is to show it to the, uh, to the rest of the Jewish here and to the rest of the world. And all of a sudden, so all these, uh, let's say, primitive Yemen who came from uh, nowhere, from the parents, are scholars and they have history. And that's our way to bridge. Now, everybody knows and admire and recognize and see our community, which is a community that contributes to the Israeli culture. We have the best uh, uh, singers. And uh, uh, in my community, I am the president of the whole Yemenite community in Israel. We have more than 200,000 people. And then I support also new immigrants that still came from Yemen the last decade because 3,000 of them didn't want to come to Israel. They didn't believe that uh, it's really a new country and they've heard that there are wars here, the Arab seven countries that attacked one little country like Israel, they didn't believe and they suffered another 50 years there. So I support them to come to Israel and uh, manage them and uh, give them uh, work and support their clothes and their children and everything for the coming uh, Pesach. We give them a lot of uh, food and uh, everything. So. Uh, I succeeded, my late father, I, I, because I make the bridge between my uh, public uh, uh, responsibility as director general of the Ministry of Labor and Social Affairs and the son of a Yemenite leader. So I continue and lead the Yemenite community and believe that now we are integrated. I give uh, money, uh, as, uh, uh, I give uh, scholarships to students who are, came from, their parents come from Yemen to study, to be doctors and masters and the engineers, whatever. So that's the way. My way is to cause the, our community to be a, a community that contributes to the Israeli culture. And that's what's happened. That's our association doing all weekdays and weekends. For example, you were our guest in a weekend in uh, Jerusalem, yeah, which is uh, in Shabbat. Yeah. In Shabbat, it was, what was how you impressed about it? It's, it's, it's full of energy, of spiritual energy about our belief. We, we believe in Almighty, and most of us are religious, you know, except the, 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 the grandchildren, you know, they go to school, to secular school, so sometimes they don't remain religious. So I could say that our community now are very satisfied that we are in Israel, but I support the community, the Yemenite community, and everybody knows that 2,600 years ago, people came from Jerusalem to Yemen, and they kept, and they were very strictly religious, and they believed in the Bible, and all the time, they, 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 uh, all the dreams were about Zion, all their songs about Zion, uh, they, uh, in Shabbat, after the Shabbat, they play and they have a special song that will come to Zion again. So in the community now, the uh, Yemenite people established here around uh, 100 communities like uh, Moshavim and Kibbutzim 
and the neighborhood okay. uh, in Israel, you know, they were not only farmers, they were also owners yeah. of land. So this is very successful, mm. uh, even absorption after we suffered so much. 2,600 years and another 50 years here. Yeah, ex exciting to hear that. What, what, when you look at the Gemini community in Israel, mm -hmm. do they live, you know, like separate and from the others, or is it mingling together, okay. intermarriage, and these kind of things that normally happen in a society? I, I would, I would split it into two eras, two periods. I mean, two eras. I mean, from the 1950 until 1970, they were separated, I mean, in uh, communities, like in different uh, cities in Israel, like uh, in Atania, there were a community where I was born, in Beersheba, in Jerusalem, separate communities. And then they started to be integrated in other communities and the intermarriage also. In the, it's something amazing, you know. When first they came to Israel, they were very beautiful women, the, the Yemen women. So they were indeed very, I mean, uh, not too many from uh, Yekes, from people who came from Germany to Israel and they were married uh, together. And now I would say that uh, my grandchildren already, uh, they don't know if they are Yemenite or not. They are, they are Israeli because uh, I have five children. So uh, uh, some of them are married to Yemenite uh, women or some of them are to non-Yemenite women. So the, you can see the integration here in Israel is very, very uh, important, this integration. But uh, I insist to keep our tradition of reading the Torah and reading and keep our rules uh, as it was in the Bible. I think it's important. So although there are intermarriage, uh, we try to keep our, our tradition because it, I think this is the most authentic tradition from the Bible through the uh, diaspora to Israel. So now we live, you know, I, I live in a community with many others, not Yemenite community here, and we are uh, praying together. I go to Sephardic and Ashkenazi synagogue, I have my own synagogue, but we are uh, totally uh, try to live together in peace and we love each other. That's wonderful. Anna Maria Gravdal, who, who initiated uh, the work of Israel Canal, Natvishon Norge, she had a very uh, pounding heart for for the Yemenite Jews, and she actually went to to Yemen as well. Um, so we, she started to support uh, your organization, and uh, I I have tried to live up to her work, you know, in and still support you. What is the the, the specific needs that you actually want to meet? First of all, I pass to uh, I'm exciting. Excited to speak about Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, we loved her so much. My father was her best friend and she loved our family. And every Friday night when she comes here, she uh, was our guest and she knows my children, my grandchildren. She was, uh, her personality was outstanding personality. We love her and we miss her a lot. And she started to support the Yemenite. Nobody knew about, there is Yemenite community in Israel. She knew their support. So what we, our community, what you really need, it's, uh, you know, basic needs. I must tell you, uh, if I tell you about computers for the children, 
It's something that uh, above the needs. I mean, something that uh, they don't even dream about it. They need clothes for the holidays. They need shoes. They need a uh, uh, food basket uh, uh, for the holidays. And uh, uh, every, everything is, is very, very uh, expensive here. And most of them, when they came here, they are not professionals. They don't have uh, work to do. So they are supported by the uh, Social Security uh, donations. And uh, so they need basic support. And most important, I'm trying to... Uh, to make the second generation on surgery not to suffer. So I'm trying to bring them education, to bring them the ability to have a profession so they could go work. I don't want second generation of poverty or third generation of poverty. So I support them in their basic needs, clothes, shoes, uh, uh, books for the schools, and try to uh, educate them, to give them support by teachers that they give them private lessons so they can catch up in the, in the school with their friends. So that's the way that we support them now. In, and I, I would, would like to thank uh, you and the Norwegian people, Norwegian donors, that, that, that enable me and enable our association to support all these uh, wow. uh, hundreds of uh, families that we support them. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, we are still able to, to help you with this. And uh, it's also good to have to know you and and for all after all these years that we have been working with uh, with Israel Canal and and uh, and uh, in Israel especially the museum that you have in in Netanya is it open for the public? Yeah, we have a museum in Netanya. This museum that uh, uh, was founded by. Uh, my, my late father, and I continue it. It's open to the public. You can visit uh, every day except Shabbat uh, and except Friday from Sunday to Thursday, and you can uh, study about the Yemenite culture, Yemenite history, Yemenite books, Yemenite jewelry, Yemenite uh, silversmith, Yemenite uh, way of uh, uh, we studied. I mean, for example, there were not books in Yemen, so maybe one book, also manuscripts, not printed book, and there were eight children around the one no table on the floor yeah. with one teacher. He taught them. So that's the reason that the Yemenite children can read, you know, from all sides of a book. You can test them. I can read from up, down, down, okay. up, bottom up, whatever, because yeah. there was one book only. So you can see it in, in our center in mm. Natania, in our museum. It's in the center of Natania. You've been there. And everybody is uh, invited and very welcome to come to be with us and study about the Yemenite uh, community, which is the most ancient community in Israel. Mm. Well, thank you very much, Yigal, uh, for this uh, uh, information that you have shared with us. And thank you very much for your participation in this program. Thank you very much. I'm very pleased that your family, like Anne-Marie, thank you for the support and other uh, colleagues from Norway are mostly welcome to Israel. After the corona, yeah. I hope that you will come with groups and they will welcome you here. And thank you very much for this interview and say hello to all our colleagues and friends in Norway. Thank you. Ja, det var alltså det vi hade för denna gången. Tusen hjärtligt tack för att det har följt oss med på denna sändningen. Och ska du till Netanya på besök i Israel så ta gärna en tur inom detta center som Jigal Ben Shalom har öppnat där för de hermetiska ödena. Tusen tack för den gången. Tack för mycket.